Thank you for listening to a dog training podcast that is like no other. We talk real, we share information based on 25 years of training dogs and working with their owners. Sit back and enjoy our podcast that will create more questions than you started with. If you find yourself wanting more, please join us in our dog community at dogtraining360.com and ask all of your questions. We hope to see you there. Hi y'all, this is Joe Dickinson, dog trainer of 25 years, dog behavior specialist, cowgirl, horse trainer, animal and people lover, book author, entrepreneur, and business owner. I am talking to you from, well, anywhere in the world actually. I do travel a lot. But my home base is my family ranch in Ogden, Utah, where I live with my humans, our five dogs, seven horses, three cats, and many sheep and chickens. My passion is helping people build the human-animal bond through connection and training. I love teaching people how to train their own dogs, and my specialty is knowing that there is not just one way to do this. Dogs and people are all individuals. My goal is to help you find methods and tools that work for you your dogs, and your current life situation. I'm a published author of the book, available on Amazon, Training Through the Eyes of Your Dog. I am excited for you to join me in Dog Training 360, where I will share my successful tips and training methods gained by working with thousands of dogs and their families for over two decades. I can't wait to go on this journey together with you and your dog. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Rebecca Dixon, pediatrician, dog trainer, horseback rider, and animal lover talking to you from Costa Rica where I live with my family including Oxford the Border Terrier and Mocha the German Shepherd. In my United States-based pediatric medical career, I spent 23 years working to improve the lives of children and their families, first through public health research and then as a pediatrician. I spent eight years as an ICU doctor taking care of children and their families during the most challenging times of their lives, and then three years as a community-based general pediatrician. I am a pediatric researcher and published author in the areas of teenage parenting, adolescent health, and pediatric traumatic injury. In the summer of 2021, my wife and I officially embarked on a new adventure by retiring from medicine and moving from the United States to Costa Rica with my 80-year-old mother. Today, I am thriving by immersing myself in a brand new culture and language, learning new sports like surfing, growing vegetables in our yard, and playing with our dogs on the beaches and tropical jungles that surround our new home. For the past 12 years, I've been a boots on the ground, regular dog owner, just trying to work full time and learn how to raise and train my own dogs, including a leash reactive rescue dog and two puppies. Through my life in medicine and my life as a dog owner, I know based on research and personal experience that dogs contribute positively to human health. I am super excited to join Dog Training 360 so that I can share my tips, tricks, and learnings with you so that you can improve the relationship that you have with your own dogs. Welcome everybody to another episode of Dog Talk. As we're sitting here, Rebecca from Costa Rica sitting in Utah with me. And um, Caroline the Spinoni is hanging out with us while we're podcasting as well. Um, she's like, I need to smell that thing. Um, I was trying to have her pant into the microphone for you, but she she closed her <laughs> she mouth. She got nervous. She got shy, microphone shy. Um, she's kind of over this whole dog training discussion of what we've been talking about. So she's ready to get out and get out. Um, and it's getting close to dinner time. <laughs> We're going to talk about today dog parks and doggy daycares. 
and um, they are something that is fairly new to um, new to the dog world in the big scheme of things, and they haven't been around forever, and um, and they ha- they're not in every state even still where. Um, you know, you can go into some places and you're, you still can't find a dog park somewhere else. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Some of the big cities. Um, I would say probably, I guess it's been about eight years now. Um, the first dog park in, in New York came about in Central Park. Um, and we were there that year that it opened, um, with a dog park there and nobody really knew what to do with it because um in new york uh everybody's dogs are on a leash we have dog walkers and they're going into the banks and it's a very you know your dog is with you and it's just there was dogs everywhere but everybody was on leash having coffee eating out on the patios and then we have this thing that was a dog park and um I was transporting a dog to New York and and we discovered the dog park and I'm like oh she'd probably love it because you know she's coming from the country in in the big scheme of things from Utah to New York where it's just a, a big concrete world and and so it was so different. She was stressing a little bit about walking and being in all the noise and, and peeing and pooping on concrete versus to the grass and no yard. And um, so we discovered the dog park and, and we got in the dog park and we turned her loose and and everybody had their dog on leash and they were sitting on the park benches within the dog park and reading their books as if we were sitting in Central Park with our dog reading a book. And um, and nobody quite knew what, what to do with it. And so we kind of got talking to people and, and they're like, yeah, we, I mean, it's really great that we can come in here and have our dog and, you know, sit with other dog people. And, and I'm like, oh, well, the dog parks in Utah, you just take them off leash. It's a place for them to run and open up kind of like a yard without having to have a yard. And, the, and so then we got everybody off leash because they just really didn't know what to do with it. Um, and so that was a fun experience with um, dog parking. It's um, a funny story that I've never state. heard. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, and so... I still don't believe that they're everywhere um, and um, people still are not 100% what to do with them or what we're supposed to do in them and why a dog park. Um, and I often wonder why a dog park in Utah because we have so many off-leash hiking places um, and I mean I do know why but it's you know it's such an outdoor dog world here Um that it it's funny that we still use you know that we love the dog park so much as well and maybe that's why um but I don't believe that they're for every dog and I don't believe that they're for every situation and and that's the same with um the doggy daycares the doggy daycares evolved from having traditional boarding and your dog staying in a in a dog run um, while you're on vacation to socializing and having some friends that they get to play with and little play sessions turning into, well, we just all come in and play and then we go into our dog runs at night. And that's kind of how the doggy daycare thing evolved um, into the social aspect of it all. So what I've seen over time um, when they started is our dog's behavior have become worse than what they used to be because 
our dogs get to be dogs. And so our perception of their behavior is worse than when they were constantly with us as humans and living our human life. And so we want them to be a dog, but we don't want the dog behaviors around it. Right. Um, More barking, more disconnect and not coming. Yep. More leash reactivity. Yep. Um, More um, lack of training overall because it's just easy to go to the dog park or take them to doggy daycare while you're at work. Yeah. Um, and so their behavior overall has gotten worse in as human beings perceive it to be that way. That's interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, there, I've seen some dogs that they just don't want to go to doggy daycare every day. Um, it's hard. It's really hard. And I don't think that you should use doggy daycare as a way to exercise your dog. I think it's a great tool that, um, you know, you've got a long day and you're going to use the doggy daycare maybe, you know, the first half of the day and you pick them up at lunch and, and take them home. Um, or if you've got some errands to run or, um, you know, I have one client that she uses the doggy daycare because she has a people aggressive dog and, um, she took her dog there when she was having a bunch of events happening at her home. And so she used the doggy daycare because the dog is, was totally fine in that environment, just not at home. And she wanted to keep her dog safe and everybody else safe. So she, she used the doggy daycare in, in that way. And so she takes her there once or twice a month just to keep that. So when she does need it, she has it. Um, when, when you're gone all day long, five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week, um, I don't think that they're a bad thing, but they still shouldn't be used every day. Um, you should utilize dog walkers or dog hikers or, um, you know, some of these different organizations that come in and, and will get your dog out to go potty um, midday if you need to. There's just a lot of other resources that you can use so you're not just taking them into doggy daycare every day because they do eventually get kicked out because they get so tired of it that they start arguing with other dogs. So they're a great source to not socialize your dog, but it's a great place for your dog to be in a social environment and um, not be cooped up and penned up all day long, but it shouldn't be something that you rely on day in and day out. And I believe that with the dog park as well, that we get conditioned to taking them and running them in the dog park and playing with other dogs that you kind of forget to play with your dogs. You forget to take them adventuring. You don't feel the need to take them out walking because we're just going to zip over to the dog park and, and it creates a big disconnect, um, in our dogs when we use it in that manner. Rebecca. Yeah. I was just thinking that I can see that very well as I picture my experiences at the dog park. It's very, it is a pretty disconnected place where, for the most part, the humans that are there are either on their phone or their device mm-hmm. communicating with people not at the dog park yeah. or occasionally communicating with their friends that they meet at the dog park yeah. in a group of humans mm-hmm. while the dogs just run yeah. around, yeah. which appears fun. You know, I think right. I think yeah. from a human standpoint... Um, in this day and culture, we have this idea that we want our dogs to play and we mm-hmm. want our dogs to have friends and we want our dogs to have play dates and run. Um, but I, I definitely see the 
the picture you're painting yeah. or what what you're describing where the dog is not interacting with the human the mm-hmm. dog is is just being a dog yeah yeah and that's and that's where you know when i say dog behavior has gotten gotten worse is just that you know they just don't have to connect to us anymore and then they're exhausted and tired and they sleep when we get home and there's just still that like we hang out together but we just don't have like true connection um and then we want a good calm and we don't have it because we've conditioned them to go away from us so much and disconnect from us so much so um so I, I want to put that in everybody's head as we talk about the good things about uh, a dog park. Yeah. Um, you know, Rebecca, what are the good things that you see in in using a dog park? Well, for the most part, you know, depending on the, the conglomeration of dogs that are there, it is a safe place because yeah. it's fenced um, and, and generally speaking, hopefully the the people who bring their dogs to the mm-hmm. dog park are going to be um, bringing dogs who are social, at yeah. least to a certain extent. So yeah. so you've got a safe, fenced place to mm-hmm. let your dog, yeah, run and yeah. and do things that maybe in your small backyard they, they don't have the opportunity right. to do. Yeah. Um, and then along the same lines, if um, it, it does go hand in hand that it's harder to get a good recall or mm-hmm. a good come if the only place you're working is in the dog park. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have a dog that you are working on getting a good mm-hmm. recall with, um, but you don't have it yet in a completely uncontained yeah. environment where you're afraid your dog could get lost, run away. Yeah. Um, a dog park is a good place to to be able to, again, let him off leash mm-hmm. and and let him run. Yeah. Um, and and be be social. Yeah. Have have off leash opportunities that they right. can meet other dogs in a natural yeah. natural way. Yeah. Like it. I like it. What do you see the benefits of um, using a doggy daycare? Um, similar to the examples you have uh, you've said already. I mean, I I've never used a doggy daycare personally as a drop off for my dogs mm-hmm. while I'm at work. And honestly, the biggest reason I haven't is because <laughs> there was never a convenient doggy daycare for me to go to. Yeah. So it's not like I have shunned that as an idea because I'm you know, would never do that. It's more that there was just never a convenient mm-hmm. place. It would have taken me an extra hour to drop my dog yeah. off at doggy daycare. Yeah. Um, but I have definitely used doggy daycares in a similar way to the client that you described. You know, um, I've known that I'd be traveling yeah. and the doggy daycare is also a boarding facility. Yep. And so I've dropped my dogs off sporadically a couple times a yeah. month or something like that to let them get to know the place right. um, and let the staff get to know my dogs, make sure that everything's okay so that when I travel, I'm not worried. Right. Um, and then certainly uh, traveling, it's great to have that option yeah. as opposed to um, when I was growing up, we dropped our animals off at the vet and they lived in, in mm-hmm. kennels for, mm-hmm. yeah. for the two weeks that we were gone. And yeah. so this is yeah. a better option yeah. for most animals, for sure. I think. For sure. Yeah. I think that anything with moderation and, and using them as a, a resource is a, they can be super good and then overusing them and relying on them can be super bad for your dog as well and I 
I think that they get overly tired. I think that they just feel like they constantly go because they can't rest. I mean, they can't just check out because they're going to get tackled by a puppy or, you know, I mean, it's just, it's not something that they can have some downtime in. Um, And so, you know, day in and day out of that same hustle and bustle is super hard on them as well. And so, you know, my advice is, you know, don't go to think that you're, you have to socialize your dog, but use it as a resource when, you know, you need it. Um, but also here and there. Um, and, and sometimes it's just, I just need to go get some energy out, you know, just because we have a big family event happening and it's probably just a good place to go, just let them get some energy out. So don't take them there because they need to be social because dogs are born social. Um, take them because it's a great tool and resource for you to, um, help your dog be successful in their daily life and, um, and don't use it all the time because it's exhausting. It's exhausting to them. They don't need that. And then, uh, we've had a, um, conversation about this in, in another one of our training forums and you mentioned, um, having rotating, Mm -hmm. both times and places. So for example, the dog park, um, don't necessarily go every Tuesday at four yeah. because you're always going to see the same exact dogs and your dog um, will eventually start to claim that territory yeah. as their own yard. Yep. Yep. And it can lead to issues of, of um, if a new dog comes right. on Tuesday at four, right. then yeah. there could be some, whether it's your with your dog or, or some of the other dogs right. that um, right. some territorial behaviors around yeah. that. Um, and so we recommend um, switching it up, Mm -hmm. you know, go to different dog park every Tuesday at four, you know, different ones around the city or go Tuesday at four, Monday at 10 and Friday at, you know, one. um, So that you have a better chance of meeting different dog packs. And then similarly, um, for doggy daycares, Mm -hmm. if you are in a situation, which I, many of my friends have been in a situation where they don't really have other options other than doggy daycare. And so if, if you are in a situation like that, um, our best recommendation is to find at least two or even better three, um, where you can say, you know, this week, Monday, Tuesday, we're going to this doggy daycare, Wednesday, Thursday, this one, Friday, Saturday, a different one. And then, switch it the next week Mm -hmm. so you're not every monday tuesday going to the same one for the same reasons that i just described about the doggy park um that your dog could um start to claim territory there and say like this is my house um and and you don't want to make behaviors worse (laughs) um so it's more healthy for them if they if they go to different places um instead of claim start claiming territory Mm -hmm. for sure for sure so I think that's you know I think again it's just they're great resources to have and and to use them but don't um, get dependent on them and don't overuse one particular one constantly thank you for being a part of our dog training podcast our goal is to help you train through the eyes of your dog we want you to go on amazing adventures and accomplish all your dog training goals For more dog training adventure, read our blog and join our dog training community at dogtraining360.com. You can find us on Instagram at dog underscore training underscore 360 and all other social media channels from TikTok to LinkedIn.
Underdog Training 360. We would love it if you shared your dog training journey with us. Now let's get into training.